Welcome to a life-transforming experience with the Word of God from Bishop Napoleon Asian. Napoleon Asian is a son of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the head of the LCI mission in Cape Town, South Africa. With about 20 years experience in ministry, Bishop Napoleon Asian has been actively involved with the work of God in Ghana, UK, and now a missionary in South Africa. He stands with his father in the ministry, teaching and emphasizing his word with extraordinary grace and faith. Join us now as he delivers the word of God under the anointing. Somebody put your hands together and give the Lord a shout. Hey! I said, hey, hey, hey! Today is a great day and great day is today. Hallelujah. Are you blessed to be in church? What a blessing. What an honor. Somebody lift your hands and say, Lord, we thank you. Today, we are celebrating is the continual celebration of the birth of our father, our prophet, our founder, and everything. Lift your hands and begin to thank God for the life of this important, oh yes, vessel that God has used to bring all of us to where we are. Lift your hands and begin to thank God. Say, Lord, we thank you for Bishop Dark Hayward knows our spiritual father our founder for his obedience oh yes lord thank you thank you thank you for calling him thank you for enabling him thank you for his obedience through his obedience we are where we are we give you glory we give you honor we give you praise lord in the mighty name of jesus oh yes lord we thank you monsante leando koba oh mahata kamato sante Oh, yes, Lord, we worship you, Lord. We worship you. We adore you. We lift your name on high. We give you all the glory, all the honor in the name of Jesus. Oh, yes, Lord, we love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We give you all the praise in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. In Second Thessalonians chapter 5, verse number 25, the Bible says, Brethren, pray for us. Hallelujah. That was the request of Paul, the apostle. He said, brethren, pray for us. And I believe that there is a place. Sometimes when you think about yourself, how inadequate you are in your own prayer life. How many, sometimes you, you wish that you would, you, you would be able to pray better than you are doing now. Yeah, when you think about the Father, there are things you cannot pray about. And even as you have not prayed about these things, the devil seems to be on your tail. So sometimes you think that if you go and pray for somebody, would the devil not be more angry with you? This is also one of the reasons why people don't pray. Because they think that when they pray, they bind. The devil is going to hide them. But for your information from the day 
Adam and Eve did not do anything for the devil to hide them. For the Father, you are a man, okay, created by God in God's image and have the ability to reproduce. That is what even the angels were fascinated. That wow, man is like God and has an ability within him to reproduce. It was an amazing thing. Every angel was created the way they are. There is no reproduction. So man is, is, is a masterpiece of the creation of God. Hallelujah. And that is what brought the fall. When Satan looked, he couldn't understand that there can be something as better or even nicer. Hallelujah. And not only that, but has an ability within him to reproduce when he could not. So when you are a man, you need to understand how precious and how special God has made you. Amen. Are you there? Grace. So these are the things that does not allow us to even sometimes pray. But I thank God for Paul. He said, brethren, pray for us. Hallelujah. So Paul through the scriptures has given us the opportunity and the privilege also to pray for important people who are able to pray. Who are able to pray more than you. Hallelujah. And I can tell you that as you lift your voice and you pray for such people, you will be surprised what will happen in your life. In Job chapter 42, verse number 12. Is it 12 or 10? The Bible says that when Job prayed for his friends, God turned away his captivity. And he gave him twice as much as he had before. Meanwhile, when Job had his issues, he had fasted, he had worshipped, he had prayed. And, but you know, the prayer that you pray, not for yourself, but for others, is totally different from the selfish ones that you say, Lord, I need, Lord, I want, Lord, this is my name. Put the tag. When the parcel is coming, let my name tag be on it. It's the prayer that you pray for others. Hallelujah. So just for uh, a minute or two, lift your voice and lift your hands and begin to thank God for the life of our Father and our prophets, our founder. Oh, yes, Lord, we are thanking you. We are blessing you. What a good God you are. Thank you, oh, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Moande, kapa, kapa, sonta. Riando, so, tabahata. Eya, bariando, suba, kimo, tuba. Moka andeka bando roka baka eya barababe kimolobosa Lord we are thanking you we are blessing you this morning we say to you be the glory and honor and praise oh yes Lord we adore you we worship you we praise your holy name for our Father Lord for our Father Lord for our Father Lord Lord we pray for your covering we pray for your protection we pray for your preservation we are praying. Oh, yes, Lord, that your hand will cover him, that you will sustain him, that he will finish, Lord, that he will do hey, all that you have bid him. In the name of Jesus, the Lord of oh God, the preservation, you will preserve him, Lord, that you will preserve his going out, his coming in. Oh, brethren, pray for us. Somebody lift your hands. Everybody lift your hands. The Bible says, let the lifting of your hands be as the evening sacrifice. Oh, Jesus said, I wish that man, oh, 
yes. Men ought to pray and not to faint. Paul said, I wait that men will pray, lifting up holy hands. Oh, Kabarababa, Sonte, Leman. Oh, yes, Lord, we thank you. We bless you, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. Ah, Kabaraba, thank you for our father. Thank you for his wife, Lord. Thank you for his children, his family, his ministry. Ah, Yabando Shaka Banda Limohuta. In the mighty name of Jesus, that Lord, he will continue to fight the good fight of faith. That he will continue. Oh, yes, that he will run his race. That he will finish his course. That Lord, he will keep the faith, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you. Haya Bando. Hey, Yando Santo Rinde Limo Kuta. Haya Bando Roca Sante. Hey, Yabarababa. Kimorobobosa. Hey, Candoso. Timota. Bayande. Jesus, we thank you. We bless you. In the name of Jesus. Finally, we want to plead the covering of the blood of Jesus over our Father, over his family, over his ministry. And listen to me. The, the nicest thing about this prayer is that whatever you pray for him, you are part of his ministry. So it's even like praying for yourself. Hallelujah. I need everybody, please, go all out. Lift your hands and lift your voice and begin to plead the blood, the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. Hey, Yamahuta. Oh, yes, let the blood speak on his behalf. The blood of God that speaketh better things than the blood of Abel. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, we call on you. We plead the blood of Jesus. We plead the blood of Jesus. Let envy never come closer. Hey, envious people. Ah, who accuser? Ah, Yabando, Riaka, Simu, Tuba, Hey, Yabarababa, Sontema, Kosandele, Mahuta, Ah, Yabarababo, Soto, Lima, Hande. We plead the blood, Lord. We plead the blood, Lord, the blood of Jesus over our Father, over his children, over his family, over his marriage, over his ministry, over his calling. The blood, Lord. Let the blood of Jesus, let the blood of Jesus, let the blood of Jesus, we plead the blood, uh, hey, abando sente, uh, over his health, uh, hey, abarabarababa, over his children, ah, uh, yando, sota, maso, tima, ke, maso, te, maso, takata, riando, sote, moso, teka, Jesus, we thank you, Lord, we bless you, we give you all the glory. We give you all the honor, all the praise. Hallelujah. We are going to shout the blood of Jesus with each count. We are going to plead the blood seven times. Hallelujah. And as I shout, if I say one, you say the blood of Jesus. But I need you to understand what we are pleading the blood over. When you read Hebrews, Bible says, Bible says that the sprinkling of the blood was done on the uh, vessels and on people for preservation. Hallelujah. And as we shout the blood, just see with the eye of faith, the blood will, over, will cover him, his family, his children, his ministry, wherever they are. May the blood, hallelujah, may the covering of the blood be his portion. May the blood that the son could not look at. Bible says on the day, 
on the day that they crucified Jesus, when the blood hit the ground, the sun could not look at it. There was darkness all over the world. And the rock, it rent the rocks into two. Rocks had to split. The middle partition in the temple was broken. That is how powerful the blood is. Hallelujah. May the efficacy of the blood cover our father, his wife, his children, his ministry, his health, all that belongs to him in the mighty name of Jesus. Number one, the blood of Jesus. Number two, the blood of... Number three, the blood of Jesus. Number four, number five, the blood number six and the last one number seven hallelujah 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 hey 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 my you santandarabaya father we thank you we bless you for who our Father is. And Lord, we are grateful that we are partakers of the grace and the blessing that is upon him. We give you all the glory in Jesus' mighty name. And all shall shout and say, Amen. Hallelujah. Put your hands together. Please be seated in heavenly places. Hallelujah. Well, Are you happy to be here this morning? And this morning is also a celebration service. Hallelujah. We are celebrating the life of our Father. Amen? All right. All right. Okay. Do you know something that is called hereditary? There are things that comes from you because of who your father is and who your mother is. Do you understand that? Yeah. You know, sometimes, I mean, children may not even look like their mother or their father. There are, there are times that there are physical uh, resemblance. Sometimes you see the mother, they say, oh, this is the daughter. You see the son, they say, oh, this is the father. How many understand what I'm talking about? There are times that the, uh, the resemblance is very clear for everybody to see. And there are times that you may not know. You may not know because there's no physical but resemblance. But even when there is no physical resemblance, there's biological resemblance. So even a son or a daughter, a son who doesn't look like the father, will still have the father's genes. There's something called genes. Not the genes you are wearing. Hmm? This one is G-E-N-E-S, genes. It's a biological something that you have. It has a pattern, features, your traits, your character, even the way you talk, things, yeah. The way you walk. You know, you don't know you do this because your grandmother used to do that. Some of the things. 
You don't know you are always scratching your eye because of your, uh, some ancestor that, it, it's something that has come over. You don't even know where it's coming from. Hmm? If you look at your uh, fingers or your feet, you notice that, ah, it's your grandmother. Yeah, sometimes you look at your chin, look at your lips, the way it is, ah, this woman has worried me. <laughs> it's the same thing. Are you there? Yeah, sometimes even your skin, the texture, your voice. Yeah, it's, it's very important. So even when there are no physical resemblance, a son will have the father's genes. Two, you will have your father's blood type. The blood type will be the same. And then number three, you will have your father's DNA. So even when we look at you, we cannot say that this is your father. Biologically, there are things that connect you to the person. Today, they are doing research with DNA to find out. They are finding out. They can find out where your great ancestors are coming from. They can trace and trace and trace and begin to see, oh, you are from here. You are from here. You are coming from here. Hallelujah. Yeah, so there are things. So as we are here as spiritual sons and daughters of uh, Bishop Dark Herald Mills, what I'm trying to tell you is that you may not know how and you may not know what happened, but there are spiritual qualities that he has that is coming over you. May you have his DNA. May you have his blood type. And may you have his genes. Look at him. In just 12 years, he will be 70, but he's looking like 28. May your age be reduced. Yeah. May the wrinkles on your, may the smoothness of your face stay for a long time in the name of Jesus. Hey. Some people, when you see them 18, but they are already tired. So that they are tired of that will never be your story. The genes that keeps him healthy. When you look at him, you can see that maybe he's trying to enter into the 30s or late 30s. But he's in the late 50s. What a shock. May whatever he carries in the spiritual DNA, spiritual genes, and the blood, let it come over you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. So, the first thing I want you to know is that there are spiritual things that has come over you. Hallelujah. And we want to thank God for that. This um, morning, as we are about to take our tithes, I want you to, I just want to share something with you that will let you understand that God can promote you, can bless you, can increase you, and can prosper the work of your hand. Hallelujah. So I will share something quickly with you. Um, to be successful and to be prominent and to do well, the, these three things needs to be out of your life. And I see God helping us. Are you there? Yeah. There are three types of living. Your lifestyle can be three types. When you read Luke chapter 15 verse 11, downwards, the Bible says that the prodigal son, he had a righteous living, a wasteful living. 
this morning as I'm about to take the tithe and the offering. I pray for you that you will not have a, a righteous lifestyle Amen. in the name of Jesus. Can you see? Yeah, and not many days after he took, yeah. And, and there, wasted his substance without righteous living. May you never be described like that. You will not be wasteful. I say you will not be prodigal. You know, when I was younger, I will confess. I thought that prodigal means somebody who leaves home and come back. I thought that that was what is prodigal. But when you find out what prodigal means, prodigal means wasteful. Somebody who wastes. You leave the water, uh, the soap in the water. Then the, the, the soap will melt away. You leave the light on. Do you understand? Yeah. The, 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 the milk, you open, you don't close it. Then it gets spot. Do you understand? That is a righteous, prodigal. You are wasting. You have been given advice. You don't, you don't take it. You put the iron on and you forget. You, how big are you? You put the geyser on for six hours. And you are complaining that electricity is expensive. You see, there are a lot of things. That you do that. If you put the geyser on for an hour, you have enough. Having one hour is, is enough. You put it in the evening until the morning. That will never be part of your life. Then there is another life that is comparative. There are people that want to compare themselves with others. He has a shoe. I also want a shoe. He changed the hairstyle. I'm also going to change it. He's bought a new phone. Your phone is working, but you, you need a new phone. I've seen that he's gone for a new wig. I'm also going for... You are not, you, you've not told anybody, but you are competing with somebody that the person is not even aware of. If the person has a long hair, you need to have one that is longer than hers. If she has a pencil hill, you go for a pen hill. It's like something just to be the person. Are you here? May all such competitive and comparative lifestyle be out of you. You see, this it causes you to waste your life. You see, somebody has gone to a restaurant, is put is taking a picture and put it on Facebook. You are also trying to borrow money to go and eat and take a picture. What are you trying to do? Then the last one is extravagance. Extravagant lifestyle. So I pray that God would deliver us. God would deliver us from all those things. The first one is riotous living. The second is comparative. And the third one is extravagance. May you not be described as wasteful. Or you have a competitive edge in you, unknown to anybody. You are just doing things and wasting money just to overtake or compete with somebody in your mind. Hallelujah. Number two. The second thing I need you to understand God is doing for you is 
um, what you spend on. Poverty is the result of spending. May God deliver you from spending on things that are not necessary. Do you know that poverty is a result of spending? No matter how much you earn, even when you earn one million a month or one billion a month and you spend more than that, you are poor. So poverty is a product of spending and a character. Hallelujah. Yeah, you will not spend on things, on unnecessary things. And God does all these things. God does all these things. If you don't take time, you notice that you need to buy this. You need to buy this. You need to buy that. This is spot. You are all, there's always something to spend on. That will never be your story. I said that will never be your story. May you, you be there and say, ah, for a whole month I have not spent on anything. That shall be your story. I said that shall be your story. May God and those things that comes to take away the money is called devourers. They devour your income. They devour your, your, your investment. They devour anything that is going to make you prosper. They come and chew all of it. But as we give our Titan offering today, I pray that the devourers will be uh, uh, rebuked in the name of Jesus. And the amazing thing with the devourers is that pastors cannot help. Don't, don't allow any pastor to tell you a lie. Pastors can pray against cases and all that, but when it comes to devourers, things that brings uh, uh, expenses, no, it's only God. And he said in Malachi chapter 8, he said, when you give your tithe, he said, he opened the windows of heaven and bless you that there shall not be room enough to contain it. Then he continues to say that, and he will rebuke the devourer for your sake. So the devourer, no man can deal with. If you don't pay tight and pastor calls you say, in the mighty name of Jesus, I cancel the devourer. He's just joking. He doesn't know what he's saying. The devourer is only God who, does, who deals with those things. Hallelujah. The devourer, they are like uh, what we see in Ephesians chapter 6. Mm -hmm. The last we are wrestling with what we say we are not wrestling with flesh and blood but against principalities against powers against rulers of darkness of this world and spiritual wickedness in high places yeah when it comes to the spiritual wickedness in high places you cannot deal with them it's the lord that deals with the spiritual wickedness in high places amen you can deal with the first three and see, it is very important that God leaves some things that only he can do. So I'm telling you, when it comes to tithing and blessing, there are, there are things that when you don't do, you open the door. You don't give God the power, the authority to rebuild the devourer. Hallelujah. Are you here? Yeah, they are sometimes useless. And sometimes it's not even that the thing you are buying is not nice, but you don't need it. One of the devourers that the enemy does is that he can give you abnormal expenditure pattern. When you see anything, you like it. After buying it, you notice that you don't need it. 
when you see something, you just want to buy it. And when you finish buying, you, know, you notice that you don't. So you have a lot of things that you have bought, but you don't need it. Just to waste the money. Because you are not paying your tithe. So he's giving you something to do with the money. That will never be your portion. In the name of Jesus. And the last one for today is that the Lord will deliver you from curses. A curse, a curse is when you are caught by the name of your problem. A curse is when you are described with your problem. The woman with the issue of blood. Blind Bachemius. May you not be described with your problem. Amen. Hallelujah. Look, may they not say, oh, the lady who smells. Uh, what kind of? In the mighty name of Jesus. May they not say, oh, that poor guy. No! That will never be the description. I'm telling you that this morning, as we celebrate our prophet and our father, curses have been broken in the name of Jesus. They will not say, oh, that guy that comes from the poor family. No! I reject all such things. Amen? Yeah, that is why God said, he said, you have robbed me, you have, and therefore you are cursed with a curse. And this morning, there are other cases I don't want to go into, but one that I feel in my heart that must go away this morning is that you will not be described with your problem. Amen. You will never be described with your issue. Amen. Yeah, you are cursed with a curse because you have robbed God. Are you here? Yeah, you should not be called blind Bartimaeus or the woman. All these guys, they had names. All these people, they have names. Another lady, Mary Magdalene, when you read other uh, scriptures, it said that the one that was caught in adultery. Why should your past life be used to describe you? Are you here? Yeah. That is a case. Stigmatizing. You are, there's something about you that you cannot shake it off. You can't shake it off. It's like when you are seen and when they notice, oh, he's the one coming. She's the one coming. But this morning I pray. Jesus said, I make all things new. May every case be broken. I say, may every case be broken. Every unfortunate situation, let it be broken. Every condition that doesn't favor you, let it be broken. May he name you after himself. You are called a Christian. You are a son of God and a daughter of God. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, we call forth for your power. As we honor you, as we pay our tithes, as we give our offering, Lord, in the name of Jesus, rebuke the devourer. Hey, and may we, may we never be described with an unfortunate condition. May we never be described with an unfortunate issue. Our problems and are things that are not nice. Lord, I pray that everyone here under the sound of my voice will receive your power, your grace, your benefits to be free from every attack of the enemy. 
We thank you and we bless you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. The Cape Town Council is excited. Is the joy in the house. Stand up to your feet and let us welcome our pastor, our shepherd of this Founders Day, Bishop Napoleon for who he is in our life. Lord, we are praying that we will be true sons, proper sons who will never, sons and daughters who will never break faith with our Father. Father, may our Father not have grief or pain because of us, but may we be the kind of sons and daughters that will always bring joy. Oh, yes, and make the Father's heart glad. Father, we thank you. We bless you. We give you glory and we give you honor. Let your name be lifted. This morning we say, have your way and let your will be done. We give you all the praise. Holy Spirit of God, have your way and do something new. In Jesus' mighty name. And all the saints shall shout and say, Amen. Hallelujah. Somebody put your hands together and give the Lord a shout. Hey! 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 Hallelujah. Please be seated in heavenly places. Wow, what a blessing. I said what a blessing. Well, we want to thank God once again for the life of our father. You know, there is power in Anna. We want to really, look, even not at the end of this day, but the whole week, anytime you are praying, mention the name of your father, give God thanks and glory for his life. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes we don't even know how we have benefited from somebody. Are you here? Yeah, sometimes if the benefit or the association is not direct, people don't see it. But it's very important to be able to connect. Even when you come to education, we have uh, formal education and also informal education. I have been to the Bible school, but informal. And my lecturer and teacher was the prophet himself, IPTP. Sometimes it will start 2 a.m. in the morning. Sometimes 3, sometimes 1. We go and sit down on the floor. And, and sometimes we, we are just there. Just even to have that kind of fellowship to see your father. Do, do you understand? 
Yeah. And you may not know that you are benefiting from that association. It may not be you who sat directly under his feet, but by the reason of my direct contact, you are benefiting. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. One day a lady came to me and she was complaining that the father is not looking after her and complain, my father is this and that and that. I said, so who is looking after you? They said, my auntie. I said, okay, so who is this auntie? said, my father's sister. <laughs> I, I asked her, what is the problem? I don't understand your problem. How did you get to have that auntie? That auntie is your father's sister. Your father may not be doing it, but your, the auntie is doing it. You wouldn't have had that auntie, but for your father. You see, but when you are limited in scope and your mind doesn't have size, the breadth and the swing, the latitude and the longitude of your thinking is very limited. You cannot even understand that your auntie is because of your father. You cannot understand that your uncle is because of your mother. Because if you had a different mother, that uncle would not be there. Why had that uncle not looked after other people? But because that uncle has a sister and the sister gave birth to you, that's the reason why. Hallelujah. Yeah. I put some write-up over there and, I mean, time did not permit. I wanted to recount how blessed I am. There are people here, you come to church and you even meet somebody. You have very good friends because of the church, but you cannot associate it with the prophet. You cannot understand that the friend you have now, that you are so happy about, you wouldn't have had that friend, but for the prophet, for his obedience. That's why I like the scripture in uh, is it First Timothy or Second Timothy, chapter two? When you read the verse number twenty-one. Okay, in a great house there are not only vessels of gold, but of silver and of. Gold. Can you, can we go there? Yeah, some to Anna and some to the Sana. And if a man, okay, but in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth, and some to honor and some to dishonor. Continue. If a man therefore peg himself from these things before he had mentioned some sins and some, uh, uh, what do you call it, iniquities, that we shouldn't, anyone who named the name of the Lord should depart from iniquities. Are, are you getting it? So if you want to serve God, the Bible said that you should depart. You should walk away from certain sins. Is that okay? Yeah. If you came to see your pastor in a tavern or in a club, it's not like he doesn't have the right to go to a club. But because of what he wants to do, he needs to depart from a club. He does not have to. I mean, I also have a right. If this morning I have two earrings here another one here and my trousers are at the back and I'm coming like that. You know, you know, you notice that you have a pastor. You say, actually, this our pastor, is he really, yeah. So, is it because of what you want to do, you need to depart from certain things. And that's what the Bible says. If a man therefore purge 
himself from all those iniquities. Okay? He shall be a vessel unto Anna, sanctified and meet for the master's use and prepared unto every good work. So the reason why so many of us are not used is because we have not purged ourselves from sins. The reason why we are there people who are not connected because you, there are sins. Yeah, so it is very right. I want to have somebody who will question me at my age. Won't I know? I've been to school. Won't I know the difference between worshiping God and worshiping man? When somebody has purged himself and he has become a vessel unto honor, sanctified for the master's use and therefore prepared unto every good work, the reason why we honor and appreciate him for the, the pain he has gone through to purge himself. The pain. Some of you, even when they tell you, when they tell you hmm, some things that you shouldn't do, you see the way you make your face. You will see them. Yeah. Not that you are supposed to fast or whatever. But somebody has purged himself. He has a right to do everything like any other human being. But for me and for you, the person purges himself. Are you here? Yeah, that's why you need to honor your shepherd, your leader. They peg themselves so that they will become vessels of honor and sanctify for the master's use. And therefore, they become prepared for every good work. How many pastors, how many leaders are ready to let even lead a godly life, dwell peacefully with their own wives that they have taken, be proper fathers, and, and not go off the gospel and stay on track and do what God has asked them to do so that God will use them, that they will be vessels of honor, that God will be able to prepare them. They will be prepared for every good work. So when you see somebody that is being used by God, one of the things I will tell you is that the person has paid himself. He has gone through things that you are not ready to go through. He has, yeah, there are things that is not in the Bible that they are sins. But if you are going to serve God, the Holy Spirit will tell you, you cannot do this. You have to. Sometimes your only shoe, he will ask you to give it to somebody. And because it's not in the Bible, you won't do it. Yeah. That is why many are not honorable. That's why many are not used because they are not ready to pay themselves. Your language has not changed. Your dressing has not changed. Your laziness has not changed. Yeah. We read about the vessel change to be anointed. Your vessel, the vessel must change. Hallelujah. So on this important day that we are celebrating the life of this great man of God, you know, you need to know that when your mother has gone through, some of the mothers we have today were in the Bible days. Jesus cannot be born. How can you be the mother of Jesus? You would have given Jesus 10 rand to buy his own food. The way you look after your children. So when even somebody like Mary, that's why some people decided that it's not true, it's not, I mean, correct to pray through her. 
But I can see why people will say that, hey, man. Because it's like the type of woman that God will use. Are you here? Yeah, so I'm saying this also to show you that you don't know what it takes. You don't know. Your mother, you need to honor her. Your father, you need to honor her. I honor him, sorry. And the people that God has used, you need to. Because you may not even know the things that they have. Yeah. Do you, have you thought about a father? Your mother could have aborted you. Yeah. Your mother, you wouldn't even be alive to insult her. Maybe the mistake she did was to give birth to you. But if she had aborted you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't even be around. So no matter whatever your mother or father is doing, notice that they have paid a price to be where they are. Can I hear your loudest amen? amen. And the Bible defines it, that the relationship that must exist between a son and a father is that of honor. A son honoreth his father, and a servant his master. If I be your father, where is my honor? If I am your master, where is? So you, sometimes you see people even in church and they have come to have good friends in church and all that. And they think, that, oh, I have, uh, I, I want to be this Friday. What is it to the pastor? Why? You, 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 you don't think deep. Because how would you have found that person? Yeah. And sometimes... People do things. They wouldn't even try, oh, this. Because most of the people over here, if something were to happen, you call somebody who has come to church, has become a shepherd here, and you, when something happens, they, they don't know you. It's the church that they mention. It's the pastor that they call. It's the pastor that they call. I have had to stand in homes, in homes and answer to mothers and different people about their children, things that they are doing that I did not know. That my, my daughter came to church and uh, she came home late. This and this. Meanwhile, you are teaching them. Daughters that were in clubs, they were not seeing them. A week, they see them once. When they come to church and they, the parents will even fault you. They will make you feel that you are doing something wrong. You see, but when you don't think deep, you may think that you are yourself. So if I have found somebody in church and I'm doing something to her, I'm doing something to him or we are doing it, it's nobody's business. But what you don't know is that when nothing happens, it's okay. The only time we speak law is when something goes wrong. The only time you notice that the pastor that you think that he doesn't have any hand is when something goes wrong. You may be here, but when something goes wrong, you see that the bishop that you said that who is he? His name will be in the in the newspapers. Yeah, even as you've seen, one of uh, our brothers has risen against his father. Does the father pay salary? Maybe somebody administrative work or whatever. I don't know. I don't know the head and the tail, so I, I don't want to. But you can see that the father is not an accountant there, but when the problems came, that snake has not been paid. They, they have not mentioned any administrator's name. It's the father's name has been mentioned. It's the father. Do you understand? The founder, the father. So, is it, if you don't know, if you don't know, you may think that you, there is every need for us to honor 
parents. Amen. Hallelujah. So this is celebration service. I needed to lay this foundation. Then I speak um, from my heart. Then we'll be out of here. Normally, by this time, we will be closing. But because today is our Founders Day, okay? And yeah, normally, 12.30, we are ending. Do you understand? One, you will not be here. One o'clock, it's not possible that you'll be here. Uh But today is the Founders Day. So allow me to take um, 15 or 20 more minutes. Amen. And I'm talking to you. Why? Your soul is important. Why your soul is important. The importance of your soul. Hallelujah. Many Christians don't know their bodily parts. Just like little girls and boys don't know their uh, bodily parts. You know, you can call a a boy, a three-year-old boy or girl, and you ask him, where is your nose? He will be all over the place. He doesn't know his nose. Doesn't know where the eyes is, is there? You see, but you may think that it's funny, but it's even more serious when you see a grown-up Christian who doesn't know his bodily part, doesn't know the difference between his body, his soul, and his spirit. Meanwhile, he says he's been to school. You see, sometimes it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. That is how come that you are sad. You are sad and you have gone to drink. Because you don't know what is responsible for being sad. Do you understand? Yeah. If you know when you are sad, what part of your body is operating. You see now, when you are sleeping, all your eyes is closed. When you are smelling, you know it's your... Yeah. When you are tasting something, you know it's your tongue. In the same way, as a human being, when you are feeling depressed or you are not happy, which part of your body? Many people don't know. Yeah? See, the reason why when you are having some feeling, you can take yourself to a man to sleep with you or to go and look, it shows that you don't even understand what is happening. Because it's like you are saying that, oh, somebody said that my, uh, my leg, then he said, oh, your leg is paining you. Put a chain on your neck. How does a chain on your neck? It's like, are you there? So I'm sharing with you quickly, then we'll be out of here. Why your soul is important. Hallelujah. Amen the men and amen the ladies. Every one of us. You need to ask yourself, why is it that you, know, you may not be a billionaire? You may not have multi-dollar uh, million in your account, but the devil is interested in you. You have something that you even don't know you have it. You have something very precious that you don't even know that what you have is precious. Yeah, like how the gold mine was found in South Africa here. I'm told that they were using the catapults, like the sling. They would put the, they thought it was a stone. They would kill a bed. Go for the bed and leave the stone. Meanwhile, these stones were gold, gold, gold. 
How much is, uh, 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 I mean, the biggest bed? Then you have used a golden stone to kill a bed. You see, when you don't know, how many can see that? Yeah, if you don't know what you have. And look, as I'm talking, it is not pastoral. It is happening now. It is happening. Recently, I heard in an uh, African country, which name begins with one of the letters in the alphabet. They have minerals and other uh, rare earth minerals that they don't even know the name. So a company came to do exploration over there, and they brought containers to carry the clay, and the, they said they are going to. Yeah, they, they don't know what they are going to uh, examine it and see what type. Because what was there when they let them know? They don't even know what it is. So it's not like what I'm saying, uh, go there. No, it's happening now. Life is happening. How can people bring ship with containers and they are carrying clay away? You don't know what is in it. All we have yeah, to examine it and tell us what it is. Meanwhile, now, by the grace of God, maybe we know gold, we know diamond, we know manganese, and we know bauxite. But there are other even precious ones that we don't know. In the same way, the devil knows something that you don't know. That is why you may think that you are poor, you don't have money, but he's on your case. Because you are very rich. You are rich, but you don't know. Even the guy with uh, Rasta Bob Mali, he said in the abundance of water the food will be tasty. May we not be tasty when there's abundance of water. The guy with Rasta he could say that in the abundance of water the food are always going to be tasty. Amen. Are you here? Yeah so we need to know the value of our soul. Tell somebody my soul is important. I know the importance of my soul. And I will not sell my soul. In Jesus' name. Amen. Fantastic. So in uh, Thessalonians chapter 5, verse number 23, Bible says that the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. The very God of peace. Mm? And the very God of peace sanctify you what? Holy. Then he begins to mention, and I pray, God, your whole spirit, uh -huh, soul, and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So he talks about a whole, and he tells us the constituent of the whole. Are you getting it? He said, may the very God of peace preserve you hot, holy, sanctify you holy. Then he said, this whole is made up of the spirit of the soul and of the body. And he said that he should preserve each one of them. He is praying that the spirit will be preserved. The soul will be preserved. And the body also. Some of us, the only one we are taking care of. This is what I'm talking about. That we don't know our body. How do you take care of your spirit? How do you care for your soul? Many of us, when was the last time you took care of your spirit? And do you even know how to take care of your spirit? How about the soul? 
So don't laugh at a three-year-old boy who doesn't know that he smells through the nose. I mean, sometimes like the ladies, if you're a lady and as I'm talking, you think that you are hearing me from the microphone. It's okay. You get it. Most ladies don't know how they are hearing what I'm saying. They think that the microphone, you see, is the reason. Is that not it? Are you not hearing from here? That, that is it. It's okay. It looks like that is. Yeah, even now, as I'm talking, that is. <laughs> because it is complicated. It is a bit complicated. <laughs> anyway, you are hearing me from the speakers. <laughs> Jesse, and there's another one there. That is where you are hearing me from. Hallelujah. Yeah. There's something called amplifier. So if I speak, then it takes it and brings it through what you are hearing. Yeah. It makes it louder. It makes it very louder to you. Amen. Yeah, so without the speakers, you will not hear what I'm saying. You get it? So you don't hear me from the microphone. Amen? Amen. The problem is solved. In the same way, in the same way, God wants you to know that you have something precious. God wants you to know that your soul is very precious. Hallelujah. That's why he said that he will sanctify you, that he will preserve, that your whole spirit, soul, and body will be preserved blameless until the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, in Mark chapter 8, verse number 36, Bible talks about something there. For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his soul, his own soul? Can you see it? So everything you have is not your own. The only thing that you own, the only property you have is your soul. That is what the Bible says, that we came into the world with nothing. And it is certain that we can carry nothing out. Amen. But the only thing you can carry with you is your own soul. So if you also lose your soul, if you sell your soul, or something bad happened to you, then you have really lost. Are you here? So I need you to understand that your soul is very important. Your soul is very, very important and you need to take care of it. Now when you read Luke chapter 16, from verse number 19 coming, it talks about um, the rich man and Lazarus. Is that not it? Yeah, Bible says that there was this certain rich man who fed sumptuously and he dressed in purple. Mm? And there was this uh, poor guy called Lazarus who sat in front of his door and he would want to eat the crumbs that um, fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked. Can I read it? Okay. Where are we now? Verse number 21. Okay. 19 said, There was a rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen and fed sumptuously every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus which was laid at the gate full of souls and desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. And it came to pass that the 
beggar died and was carried by angels into Abraham's bosom. And the rich man also died and was buried. Okay. Verse number 23. Can we read together? Can you see it? Yeah. Bible says, and in hell, he lifted up his eyes, being in torment, and seeth Abraham afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom. Now, I thought the man was dead. You see, so the man was dead, all right. Bible says, angels carried him. The rich man also died. Hello? Okay. The rich man also died and he was buried. The person who was dead now, the Bible said that he was in torment and he saw. So there was another part of him. Even though some part has been buried, but there was another part that could see, that could feel. And he saw Abraham and he could recognize. Those of you who think that when we go to heaven or when we die, when you are in hell, nobody will see you. It's not true. Bible says he saw Abraham and followed. You, you don't change. So there is another. So the first thing, you know, the reason why, the first reason why your soul is important is that a, your soul is the real you, is the actual you. In uh, Romans chapter 7, verse number 22, look at it quickly. Romans 7, 22, the Bible says, For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. So there is this outward man that everybody can see, but there's another man that is inward. Are you getting this? There's another man, inward man, and he's telling you that when I'm preaching like I'm preaching, you are happy. And the word is nice. How many are feeling that the word is nice? Yeah. You, you see, you have not tasted anything on your tongue. So why are you feeling excited? I said that what makes you feel this way is not your body, it's not your mind, but it is the inner man, the soul, the one that is inside. So anytime you are there, you are happy, the word is going to say, oh, preach it, I don't know. Something is happening. Something is, yeah. You need to know your right bodily parts. That is not your stomach. It's not your eye. It's not your nose, but the inner man. I delight in the law of, the, of God. Do you understand? I mean, how can you hear the law of God? You shall not steal. You shall then, you are happy. You read instruction then. It's not, the body doesn't want it. The mind doesn't want it. But the inward man, hallelujah. Are you seeing your bodily parts? Okay, then get to first, uh, Peter chapter 3, verse number 4. Quickly, we need to uh, do and wind up. First Peter chapter 3, verse number 4. Bible talks about, it was talking about how um, people dress with gold and ornament and different things. Then he said that, but our adorning, our beautification. He said, let it be the hidden man of the heart. That your beautification, when you want to, you say, it's okay. Let your dressing be with modest, okay? Dress modestly and move around. But if you really want to be beautiful, the beauty 
should be in the hidden man of the heart, in that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of meek and quiet spirit, which in the sight of God is of great price. Hallelujah. And the Bible tells us that we should beautify our inward man or the inner man or the hidden man. How many of us have done that? You've combed your hair. You've put on your lipstick. And you have your leave me alone. Leave me alone too. <laughs> then you have something you put here. I don't mind. I won't mind you. I won't mind you. Leave me alone. I won't mind you. You have two on your cheeks. The body is looking nice. But what about the hidden man of the spirit? You see, but the Bible says, let your garment always be white. And let your hair lack no ointment. It's not talking about your physical hair. Spiritually, you also have a hair. Are you here? The Bible says that then we should even wear the belt of truth. When you are truthful, physically you, are not, you may not, but spiritually there's a belt. The breastplate of righteousness. You are dressing spiritually. And your feet sword with the preparation of the gospel of peace. So you may be barefooted, but in the spirit you are wearing it. And the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And faith, the sword, which is faith. And the helmet, you are wearing a wig, but in the spirit. Maybe if it was our day, we would say that in the wig of salvation. And the wig of salvation. Yeah, putting on the wig of salvation. Yeah. Because you may have a wig physically, but in the spirit, you have cheese. I mean, you have cut a cheese crop. You don't have any hair. Your spiritual hair is not done. Am I preaching to anyone? I'm talking about why your soul is important. If all these things are, you are not doing it spiritually, you, are, you may be looking nice physically. But spiritually, are you naked? I'm trying. Hallelujah. So the first reason is that, the, your, the, is that you are an, a, a, a spirit. Your soul is the real person. In Ephesians chapter 3, verse number 16. Quickly. I've shown you the inward man. I've shown you the hidden man. And look at Ephesians 3, 16. That he will grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. So there is a man inside that we don't see. So don't care only about the outer man. Don't care only about your earrings and all the, it's fine. But also the inward man. Hallelujah. Am I preaching to anyone? Because you need to beautify that aspect as well. Amen. All right. Number two. I'm trying. All right. Number two. Your soul is important because it can die. How many want your, your soul to die? 
No, I don't want your soul to die. Even if you want to kill also, I, won't, I don't want you to die. Go to Ezekiel chapter 18, verse number 4. Quickly. Ezekiel chapter 18. Can we read it together? One, go. Behold, all souls are mine. As the souls of the Father, so also the soul of the Son is mine. The soul that sinned, it shall die. Your soul is important because it can die. Sin is poison to the soul. For the wages of sin is death. The soul doesn't... If you are happily sinning, you are poisoning. You are poisoning your soul. The soul is being poisoned. The church is quiet. You see, if you know really who you are and what sin does, you will struggle not to kill yourself. Many of us don't want to commit suicide. That one has to do with the physical body. But there's yet something that kills the soul. The sin, the suicide of the soul is when you engage in sin. You are moving around telling people not to commit suicide. Meanwhile, you are committing suicide. You are on suicide watch. We need to watch you. You committed sin yesterday, this morning, even as you are sitting in church. Even as you are in church. Tell somebody, don't kill your soul. Not that you shouldn't kill your soul. Don't, you shouldn't kill your own soul. Why are you saying, don't kill my soul? Say... <laughs> Some people always, it's like somebody, it's never them. Can you see it? I said, say, don't, don't kill your soul. He said, uh, don't kill my soul. <laughs> Who is you? Who commit the sin? <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you here? Yeah. You see, so just as you know, just as you know, that smoking, drinking, not exercising can actually has effect on the body in the same way. Sin, different kinds of sin. Smoking has specific effect on the body. Drinking has specific effect on the body. Not exercising, being obese also has specific effect on the body. Eating specific kind of food has specific effect on the body. In the same way, specific sins have specific effect on the body. Uh, on your soul. Lying has effect on the soul. Hypocrisy has specific effect on the soul. Envy has specific effect on the soul. Fornication has specific effect on the soul. Am I preaching? I think that way I'm walking, people don't like, so I will go to the next Hallelujah. Oh, may the Lord help us to keep our soul. Your soul is so precious. That's why the devil is busy with you. Because he, he knows that you don't know what you have. You think that the devil should worry only people who have a lot of money. No, no, no. He knows that you have something. 
Number three, let me quickly. I asked for 15 minutes or 20, so I need to use it quickly. Number three, your soul is important because it can be destroyed. You know, if you throw a refuse away, or if a melting, or maybe a bottle, an empty bottle of uh, empty can is thrown away, or a car goes over an empty can. Do you cry? And is it being destroyed? Because it's not valuable. It's not. You see, when we say that something can be destroyed, the idea of being destroyed means that the thing is valuable. If it is not valuable, then it cannot be destroyed. Are you there? Yeah. So your soul can be destroyed. In Matthew chapter 10, verse number 28. Look at it. I like it too. Matthew chapter 10. Are you in verse number 28? Bible says, not chapter 19, 10. Jesus is the one speaking. He said, and fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Don't be worried about those who can actually affect this body. Said God is able to destroy both the soul and the body. Hallelujah. Even doctors, they specialize in helping the body. Doctors don't, cannot help your soul. They cannot help your spirit. That's why one of the difficult things for them to treat is when somebody is crazy. Yeah, when somebody is mad. Because when somebody is mental, it has mental issue. It's not in the body. Often it's in the soul. Yeah. And it is only the hand of God that can touch the body and go into the soul. Doctors have nothing. Those who are depressed, the best they can do for them is to electrocute them. They shake them with electricity. They shake them. They, because they cannot find a way into the soul. So if the depression is so heavy, they just connect electricity to shake you. <laughs> they, they say, no, but God. But God is able to destroy the soul and destroy the body. And he says, so your soul is important because it can be destroyed. You may be here, you may not have money, but you have something very valuable, very expensive. Yeah, very, very expensive thing that you don't need to allow it to be destroyed. Hallelujah. Are you here? If it was not valuable, then it cannot be destroyed. But now that you know it can be destroyed, that's why you need to take care of your soul. Amen? Okay. Number four, your soul is important because God has appointed shepherds to guide your soul to heaven. How many have seen people Fencing things or putting security or employing managers over what is not valuable. 
Yeah, you only employ managers and caretakers to look after things that are. You employ security when the thing is precious. First Peter chapter two, verse number um, twenty-five. First Peter chapter two, verse number twenty-five. Can we read it together? One, go. For ye were a sheep going astray, but are now returned unto the shepherd and the bishop of our souls. Hallelujah. When you continue. So we were like sheep astray, going wayward, but we are now returned. Okay, unto the shepherd and the bishop of our soul. Talking about the grace. When you go further. Jesus is called the apostle of our soul. Amen. So God has given because our soul is so precious. He's given, he's appointed shepherds to watch it, to guide it. In, in um, Hebrews chapter 13, verse number 17. Quickly. Hebrews 13, 17. Are you there? He said, obey them that have rule over you and submit yourself. For they watch over, they watch over. So when you are snoring in your room, I will be watching over your soul. Before an attack comes to you, it comes through your shepherd. Can you believe it? Spiritual things you may not understand, but that is the truth. Say, obey them that have rule over you and submit yourselves. For they watch over your soul. May I be a good watchman. In the name of Jesus. Yeah. One, one man of God said that he cannot receive from, if his pastor has a, 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 a pot belly, he cannot receive from. <laughs> As they, that must give account that they, they may do it with joy and not with grief, for that is unprofitable for you. So even God is going to ask the shepherds to account why is it that Marie was in church and do you understand what became of her? Did you teach her the right thing? You ask, they will say, come for a prayer meeting. Do this and you are not ready to do it. You are somebody that's responsible for your life. Somebody is going to be questioned. I called this person. You have access to start by center, it's not starting. I've asked her to join a prayer meeting. She's not joining. She wants to eat more than to pray. Even if she doesn't feel hungry, she's still eating. And she always wants to feel the food physically. You can see that, yeah. You can see that the meat is, is here. The pap is sitting here. And the sauce is sitting on it. Shake this. Aha, I can feel the food. Meanwhile, you are not hungry. You want the food to sit on your soul. Then you notice that, yeah. You eat. And you eat so much that you cannot even wash your hands. You sleep with your... Oh! And you are not even a guy. You are a sister. Sissy. Oh. Stop that rough. Sisters are special, so don't do that. Don't join. Hallelujah. Are you here? For God to appoint a shepherd over our soul, that shows how important your soul is. Hallelujah. 
Do you know that the government has ministers, minister of, of state over education, minister of what? Minister of health to watch over your health, minister of what? Finance to watch over the money, minister, because these are important things to the government. When it's important, he gets somebody to look after. Hallelujah. So for God to give us a, a, a minister of soul to watch over your soul. That is why pastors, pastors, leaders must rise up and know that we are not supposed to take care of people's shoes and hairs. We are supposed to take care of their souls. People are dressed nicely, but their souls are perishing. We are now teaching in the church, banking sermons, stock exchange, equity. Even we are, we are doing, pastors are teaching, uh, what do you call, uh, forex exchange. Is that what God calls us? You are a custodian of a soul. You are a keeper of a soul. Guide the soul. Hallelujah. Let the minister of education help them with the education. Let the minister of sports help them with their gym and exercise. Let the minister of finance help them with whatever. But you be interested in the soul. And even the members don't like pastors who take care of their souls. They want pastors who have become ministers of health. And ministers of finance. How to prosper without working. Meanwhile, your, your, your duty, your duty is to take care of the souls of the people. To take care of the souls of the people. And even the pastor, some pastors don't know their own bodily parts. Let alone to help you to know your bodily part that your soul is supposed to be taken care of. The body will leave it. One day we will leave it somewhere. Bible says, when you read, it said, our light affliction, it worked for us a great, a sitting great. Hallelujah. He said, even though our physical body is what? Our, we may be tired. Our physical body may be wasted, may be tired, but our spirit. Yeah. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Hallelujah. Amen. When you see the, uh, the verse earlier, you will notice that even though our bodies, yeah, for which cause we faint not, but, but though your outward man perish. Have you seen there's an outward man here? Because we saw an inward man. The hidden man. Yeah, there's an out, even though the outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. Hallelujah. If pastors who contend with the, I mean, renewal of the uh, 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 soul or the inward man of their members day by day, we need to have a way of making sure, I need to have a system of making sure that I check on every single member whether you have had your quiet time. Whether you have had your quiet time. And I'm, I'm going to, by the grace of God, we need more help to do it. We'll put this in. We'll send a uh, quiet time and we'll find a way of finding out whether you were able to do your quiet time. 
Yeah. Find a way to give you prayer topics and scriptures that you can pray with. We need to find a way to engage you to make sure that your inward man is renewed day by day. Not once a week. Not on Sundays. If I'm a pastor, I need to do my work well. It is right here that I need to ensure that the soul, the inward man of my members are doing well every single day. And don't tell me you don't have data to receive the quiet time. Hey, just get your data there. If you are not in any of the church platforms, you are doing something wrong. Yeah, if you are not in any of the platforms, can we have a number? Get a number on the screen, please. A contact your name and this. I'm not on any church platform. I'm not in any group. So that we will put you in a group and make sure that every morning, including this morning, this morning, the quiet time I, I shared, the title is Waters. Waters. I don't want to go into that. But every morning, including Sunday, there's a quiet time. Day by day. Hallelujah. Where, where am I? Number what? Hey, our time is. Uh, It's our church, you see. You say it's your church. When I'm late. (laughs) 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 Hallelujah. Oh, yes. Thank you, Jesus. If we don't take care of our spiritual or our soul, many bad things can happen. I tell you. It's very important for us to. You know, when you are not attending to, when the soul is not attending to, look, we'll be wicked. You'll be natural. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Your presentation will not be well. Even as we are here, you may think that it is only guys who have pot belly. No, ladies also have pot bellies. But you see, the ladies, they are able to tuck it in. I don't know how they tuck it in. We, 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 I don't know why we don't also tuck it in. Maybe I need to find out whatever they are using to tuck it in. Because they are taking care of their bodies. You see, when you see a guy and you see a lady, you may think that ladies are born with long hair. No. They retouch. They perm. They do, they do something. They, they, they take care. So if you don't take it, that's why God appoints shepherds over our soul. You'll be there and don't bring yourself to church every Sunday. That you'll be taking, your soul will be taken care of. You'll become, you'll grow, you'll become obese. You see, if you don't take care, the ladies who are looking for, if they remove whatever, they, you see that they also have pot belly. Sure. When they remove whatever, you see that they, it will go, whom? Say, hey! Yeah. Sometimes you see that the breast is here, but when they leave, you see that it goes down. Hey! You don't know where the thing is. So. They are taking care. They are arranging it nice. Yeah. I think that we should learn from the ladies. Me, I'm, uh, I think that we should learn from the ladies. We should, how they are able to arrange. It doesn't even occur to us that the thing is not where it is. You see, so when your soul is taken care of, we wouldn't know that you were going to be some rascal bad guy. 
when your soul is taking care, we wouldn't know that you are a wicked guy. Yeah, the ladies they are looking fine. Oh. That's why. Yeah, one guy got wedded after the wedding when they went to say, Where is the hair? He asked the wife, Where is the hair? Why, why is the hair? Not knowing that all this what the lady did not have, but you will never know. I think that the ladies should show us how to take care of ourselves so that we can also present ourselves. You get it? Because we come, we just come now, raw. We are always like that. No, the ladies, they are people who don't have hair, but their hair, as we are talking, is over here. How will we know? And even short ladies are looking tall. Unless you meet them in the house. No, one day I was lo- going to look for somebody. I saw that tall lady. I, I saw her, but I, I did not know that she, she is the one. That, ah, she has reduced. I said, no, I, I'm looking for your big sister. I saw a pastor, I'm the one. I said, no. She has reduced in height. She has reduced. How did you know that she She has reduced. She has reduced. It does not occur to me that she was short. But this time when I saw her, ah, it's like the person has bent down. I said, no. The ladies are able to take care of themselves. Yeah, we will learn from the ladies. Hallelujah. We also need to take care of our souls. Amen. When you see your upbringing, the things that you have been through, you are supposed to be a wicked guy. Yeah, but when you take care of your soul, you see that you will be patient. You'll be kind. You'll be gentle. You'll be, I'm telling you, if we don't take care of our soul, you, you wouldn't even imagine that this is what has become of you. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. Hey, I think I need to learn. Okay, the next one. I, I want to quickly end so that we go. Your soul is important because there is nothing worth giving in exchange for it. There is nothing worth, do you understand, giving in exchange for your soul. That is how important your soul is. That is how important your soul is. You, we can read from the first scripture I read, Mark chapter 8, verse 36. Is that not it? Yeah. 36 and 37. What does it say? Okay, that is seven. Say, what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Maybe start from the thirty-six. Then you see, said, for what shall it profit a man if he gain the whole world and lose his own soul? That's the question. And the whole world is not Cape Town. The whole world is not South Africa. The whole world is not Africa. The whole world comprises of all the continents and the things that are in it. The banks. The everything in the world. This is why I'm telling you that the devil knows something you don't know. And God who created us says that you have traded at a loss when you, you are giving the whole world. Even, even uh, uh, South Africa, you cannot have the whole South Africa. So you need to give up. How can you exchange even a whole Cape Town for your soul? You've traded at a loss. How can they give you a whole continent of Africa and you lose your soul? You've traded at a loss. He said, what shall a man give in exchange for his own soul? For his own soul. 
what shall a man give in exchange for his? There, there's nothing. So the value of your soul is, the, did you know the value? Whatever you think, the whole Africa. Look at how a, a, a portion of land costs in Cape Town. The cars in it, everything in it. Think about South Africa. Come to South Af- uh, the whole of Africa, go to Europe, go to Asia, then you go to North America, then you add the Southern, then you go to the Antarctic, then you go to Australia, then you, you oh, when they say it is for, they've given it to you, they've willed it to you, and you lose your own soul. God says, you have traded at a loss. But if somebody wants to give you a car, and you need to just give a bottle of water, you may not be losing. Do you understand? Because the value of a new car is more than this one. But the Bible says that your single soul is worth more, more than the whole world. I rest my case. And some of us are trading for KFC. You are giving, you are giving yourself away because of KFC. Or the person is taking you to waterfront. Or the Uber driver gave you a, a lift. Sissy, reorganize yourself. Because the way you are behaving, I think that we may have to call either a psychologist or psychiatrist to watch, to evaluate. How can somebody give you a lift and the lift, you lose your salvation in the process? Somebody said, just for the smell of petrol, you lose your soul. <laughs> Number six, your soul is important because your soul can be lost. Do you know that your soul can be lost? Yeah. Your soul can be lost. That playing this scripture that I said, what shall if you lose your single soul? It means you can also gain your soul. Jesus said, anyone who wants to save his life, he will lose it. Those who will lose it, they will gain it. There are things that you do, you lose. What shall a man give in exchange for his own soul? If the whole world is given to you and you lose it, you say you have treated at a loss. The fact that you can lose it means, Father, scripture we read. The Bible says that in hell, in hell, he lifted up his eye and he was crying. He was in torment. Number seven, I just want to end it. Your soul is important because it can go to hell. Those of you, you are afraid of fire, even stove. When you take something from the stove and it burns you the way you you stand that should tell you that you don't want to go to hell i'm telling you sometimes you don't know whether you should uh put it in water you don't know whether you should put it in your armpit the thing is burning you 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 are just confused just small water not on your whole body on just the tip of your fingers and you are just doing that means you don't want to go to hell 
I am telling you, if you want to find out whether you want to go to hell, you want to be a Christian, or what, I'm showing you the experiment to do. Just go and hold the whole thing for some time and see what will happen. If you don't like it, I'm telling you, that that experiment will show that you don't want to go to hell. <laughs> In Acts chapter 2, when you read from verse number 20, uh, 24, 24, I think to the 27, listening to what David said. I said, whom God has raised, having lost the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should uh, be holding of it. For David speaketh concerning him, for I foresaw the Lord always before my face, for he is on my right hand, that I should not be moved. 26, therefore did my heart rejoice, and my tongue was glad. Moreover, also my flesh shall rest in hope. 27, can we read it together? Neither would thou suffer thy holy one to see. He said, you will not leave my soul in hell. May God never allow your soul to be in hell. He said, thou will not leave my soul. It means your soul can be left in hell. Hey! And hell, fire everywhere. You know, when you go to uh, what do you, where they are drying the chisinyama, that fire is not the fire we are talking about. You will be sorted. You, you, you see that you are the kebab on the, on the, in hell. You are on the one on the, this thing that they are turning. As you see chicken being roasted and you see the skin. <laughs> you wouldn't want to be the one in hell. That you are the one that they are brahim. You can scream, you, I will change. It's not, no. It is over. That will never be our portion. Amen. I said that will never be our portion. Amen. And the last but not the least is your soul is important because it can be required of you. Those of us who are not serious with what God has given us, God can just require, say, bring, give me back my soul. Bring it back. Come for a meeting. And that may be the end. Yeah. In Luke chapter 12, verse number 16, look at it. The rich man, Bible said, a, a certain man, his ground brought forth plentifully. And he said, what shall I do? Because I don't have bands to put it in. And he said, I will build a bigger bands and keep my goods there. And I will say to my soul, soul, thou hast many goods. Mm-hmm. And I will say unto my soul, So thou hast my goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said unto him, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then whose shall those things be which thou hast provided? Hallelujah. Said so for you to speak in your mind. That you are saving because of that you are not paying tight. You are saving for years. For years. You are saving different. You are not paying tight. You are not giving offering. Say, hey, you are doing something bad. Your soul can be required. Say that eh, you want to save. You are not paying tight. You are not giving offering. You are, you are saving my soul. You have many investments for many years. Okay, we will see. We will see who will be around. 
said, come. Come home. Thy soul will be required of you. Then you will know who will take over the things that you have. Are you here? This afternoon, may you value the most precious commodity God has given you. Bible says, if you gain the whole world, then you lose your own soul. Somebody say, my soul is for me. I own my soul. That is the only property God has given you. Because Bible says, we can take nothing out, but your soul, Bible says, it is for you. So please, whoever you are, it doesn't matter whether you've been to school, you've not been to school, you are working, you are not working, you are married, it doesn't matter. The most important thing you have is your soul. When you fall down today and you die, whether you have a car, people will take the only thing that can come along with you is your soul. And it will be the wisest thing to do to take care of your soul, to place your soul in the hands of God. To tell God to keep your soul. Bible says he's able to keep that which we commit unto his hands until that day. Why will you want the devil to come and cause you to lose this precious soul? Why will you want something bad to happen? Your soul is so precious. It's so important. It's worth more than gold. It's worth more than diamond. It's worth more than the whole world. If you gain the whole world and you lose your single soul, you have traded at your loss. That is the, the how valuable you are. And I'm telling you this afternoon, may God help you to place this valuable uh, gift that he has given you into his hands. That one day when all is said and done, we'll be able to see him in heaven. In the name of Jesus. I pray for you. I pray for you that none of us here will lose our soul. That none of us here will destroy our soul. That none of us here hey, will make a mistake to think that we are mind or we are flesh or we are a piece of meat. You are a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in this body. May the Lord bless you. May he lift his countenance upon you. May you not lose your soul. May you keep your soul. May the valuable soul that God has given you, may it be kept until that day. In Jesus' name. Amen. We hope you've been blessed by the Word of God. Please worship with us every Sunday at 10 a.m. at LCI Megachurch, Lewisham Way, 79 Parklands Main Road, Cape Town, South Africa.